Good morning. And good morning to those who are watching online. We hope that you feel God's presence as we gather here in your home as well. We invite you, if you're watching from home, to find a candle and to light it to represent God's presence with you as we believe God is present with us here today. We have a very special treat today as one of my bucket lists before my retirement is I wanted to hear Pastor Warren Otter to preach. Uh, Pastor Warren has been here many years. He retired from ministry and then came here to this church. He ended up on staff for a while uh, at uh, Novozo First and then retired from that as well. And so I have never heard him preach. And uh, if today is any indication of what uh, happened in the first uh, service, I think you're going to be very pleased. I hope uh, he, he's just my hero, and uh, I hope at 89 years old, I'm as, as sharp as he is today. So please join with me as we begin our worship today with the call to worship as we share it responsively. In life, in death, and in life beyond death, in success, in discouragement, in fear and in hope, of the poor and broken, of the sinner and the sinned against, in church and community, in our hearts and our homes, let us stand together as we sing our hymn of praise, sing praise to God who reigns above.
us pray. Lord, we are grateful as we begin this season of Easter. We realize that the Easter hope of resurrection is something to live into. It is there each and every day, but in this season we celebrate its power, its presence, and how critical it is as we face the challenges of this world and of our lives. May that spirit be among us today as we celebrate once more that Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Amen. You may be seated. morning we have the honor of celebrating the sacrament of baptism and this time I invite TJ and Angela Gashko to come forward. This is not their first rodeo <laughs> but it is Jack so we'll see how Jack does. And Bonnie, you want to come join us? Today we have come to present your child for holy baptism. Baptism is a holy sacrament of the church given as part of our Lord's charge to go therefore and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. It is a sacrament offered to infants as well as adults and to children in response to the Lord's statement Let the children come to me, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. 
So TJ and Angela, by presenting your child, you accept and proclaim your goal in life as parents, separately and together, that your child will be raised in a home where Christ is worshipped and the Christian life is lived in word and deed. As part of the sacrament of baptism, I ask you these questions of faith. Do you, in presenting your child for a holy baptism, confess your faith in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? If so, answer, I do. And do you accept as your duty and privilege to live before your child a life that becomes the gospel, to exercise all godly care that he may be brought up in the Christian faith, and that he learns by your example the nature and pattern of living as a Christian disciple? If so, answer, I do. And will you nurture him in Christ's holy church so that he might learn of the love and support of the community of Christ in order that one day he will accept God's grace for himself, profess his faith openly, and lead a Christian life? If so, answer, I will. The symbol of the presence of God is water, that which represents the giving and sustaining of life. Let us pray over this water. Eternal Father, in the fullness of time you sent Jesus, nurtured in the water of a womb. He was baptized by John, and anointed by your Spirit. He called his disciples to share in the baptism of his death and resurrection, and to make disciples of all nations. Pour out your Holy Spirit to bless this gift of water and the one who receives it, that he would be clothed in righteousness, and throughout his life he would come to know your love, grace, and mercy, and remain always a faithful part of your church, eternal. In the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. Hi there. Oh, it's okay. We'll stay right close, okay? All right? It's okay. So I asked the parents... What they name this child, they'll share with me the first and middle name because Jack now takes on the name of Christ. And because of this act, we declare he's a part of the family of God from here forever. What do you name this child? Jack J. So Jack J. You see this water? Jack J, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. You want to touch it? Yeah. Oh, that's your <laughs> Good. All right. And then Bonnie's got something to share with us. The Holy Spirit work within you, Jack J. That being born through water and the Spirit, you may be a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Gracious Lord, today we have recognized and blessed Jack Jay as a member of your church eternal. We are sincere in our offering of thanksgiving for his life and promise, with the help of your grace, to each live according to the promises this day made. May we witness the abundance of your grace at work in his life and the lives of his parents, TJ and Angela. This is his prayer offered in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, the Christ and the Savior of the world. Amen. Baptism is not just an act of a child's parents. It is an act of the community of faith, the body of Christ, the church. 
Today, you are that body of Christ in this place. You also represent the body of Christ in the world, and as such, and on behalf of all those who bear the name Christian, would you respond to this question? Will you nurture one another in the Christian faith and life and include these persons now before you in your care? With God's help, we will so order our lives after the example of Christ that Jack J. surrounded, surrounded by steadfast love, may be established in the faith and confirmed and strengthened in the way that leads to eternity. Thomas and I am the school social worker at White River Elementary School. I have been with White River Elementary School for three years now and one of the first things that um, I was told that I'd be doing would be working with our community partners and I quickly came to realize that um, Noblesville First United Methodist Church was one of our biggest partners and um, I was able to quickly connect with Pastor Raritan and find out of all the wonderful things that your church does for our school. And so first I just want to say thank you. Thank you for everything you've done. One um, program that your church has that is just really great and really close to my heart is your Kids Hope program. And that is where church members um, can be mentors for students here in our building. Since COVID, it's kind of changed a little bit to where 
mentors are still connecting with our students. Um, we got creative and we try to do Zoom meetings since um, some of the rules said that we can have volunteers in the building. But we also then decided to have an in-person meeting with um, additional volunteers. And that's where the All-Stars Club came to be. It's on Wednesdays after school with um, volunteers from your church who come and they are paired up with students who have also signed up for the club. We play games together, they do activities, they talk, and they get to know each other. And what I think is really cool about it is that they really learn from each other. And I really do think students um, look forward to it because actually I don't think that they do. I know that they do because they always ask me, do we have club today? Are we, um, are my mentors coming? Will my mentor be here today? Uh, if you are a mentor, I wanna say thank you. And I know when I see you, I probably don't thank you enough. I really do value everything that you do for our school and our students, and the relationship and impact that you have is just immeasurable. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. And if you'd like to become a mentor, um, you can reach out to me, or currently it's Jean Morris at, in your building. Um, I would love to have you because the more mentors I have, the more students that I can have um, participate. And we know that connection is one of the most powerful things to impact student learning and student self-esteem. We're very grateful to all of our mentors, all the work that's done at White River Elementary School. And we also are thankful for all the contributions you have made to the snack drive recently that helps make sure that their uh, challenged students have what they need to learn well in school. A number of announcements I'd like to bring to your attention. The youth group is having an outing at Top Golf on Saturday, April 30th. Uh, please see the bulletin for details. So if you know a youth uh, or have a grandchild that might be interested, please be in touch uh, with David McKenzie. Also, our organic plant sale is May 7th and 8th, Mother's Day weekend, and we want to help advertising that. So if you would, check with the welcome desk afterwards and grab a sign, take it home, put it in your yard, but be sure that you sign up and give your name and address so that we can follow up and pick that sign back up so that we reuse it next year. We'll put new, new tags on it for the new dates and uh, recycle those signs as well. We had a fantastic response to our egg extravaganza last Saturday at Teeter Organic Farm. We had over 350 people come. We had over 250 children in attendance, and 80 of those said they were interested in learning more about our children's programming. So the next thing we'll be offering to connect with the community is the Teeter Adventure Club. And that's going to be held the first Friday of each month from May through October. It's going to offer many different kinds of experiences, uh, uh, animal therapy, uh, therapy dogs, and other animals that are there for uh, interaction. Also uh, teaching children about uh, nature, taking nature hikes, and uh, how the farm works. And so it's going to be a great experience. Uh, so spread the word on this new program of ours. Also, we've launched a moms group that meets here at the church on Wednesdays at 9.15. So uh, if you know someone that uh, is available at that time, have them come join us. Uh, Pastor Jill Boffitt and Pam Kaplinger are, is running this program. And the Teeter Wildflower Walk is today, and what a great day to do that. So we hope that you head on out to Teeter this afternoon. You can just walk on your own if you want from 1 to 4, or there are guided hikes from at 1, 2, and 3 to help you learn about the detailed plants that are uh, now showing up at this time of the year. 
For any information to keep in touch with what's happening here at Novazil First, please be sure to go to our website. You'll find the Next Steps graphic that takes you uh, to the information that's available the next week, as well as what's coming down the road. And if you're here for the first time today, please touch base with Pam Kaplinger, our hospitality coordinator. She's got a free gift for you and also information that connects you better with our congregation. And please, uh, we thank you for all your offerings, both in person, but also giving online or through our Noblesville First app. And all those ways you can continue to make sure the ministries that are touching lives and changing lives uh, can take place here at Noblesville First and beyond. This time, let us pause and ask for God's blessing upon the gifts, tithes, and offerings that we share at this time. O God of our salvation, we are witnesses to your amazing deeds. By the resurrection of your Son, Jesus, you have opened the gate to eternal life. We are grateful for your gifts of forgiveness and a new start. Let the obedience of Christ, the righteous one, become the chief cornerstone of our lives. Help us to use our spiritual gifts and monetary blessings to be a testimony to your glory. We dedicate ourselves and our offerings through Christ our risen Lord. Amen.
Good morning. And welcome to all. Also online, we'd like to share with you some concerns and additional thoughts today. We pray that Nancy Mills, who fell and fractured her hip, who was also admitted to Riverview Hospital for surgery on April 22nd. The surgery went well, and she continues to recover in the hospital. Please keep her in your prayers. Please also pray for Gail and Terry Sherwood, husband Terry, has recently entered into hospice services for his care and comfort needs. Also, Cecilia, who is granddaughter of Carol Strong, now currently hospitalized in Texas with ketoacidosis, 21 years old, and we also pray for her recovery. We'd also like to share a celebration of joy. We celebrate and praise God for Easter holiday last week including the freeze warning that we endured here on Easter morning. And now this week, we celebrate and praise God for the beautiful 79-degree weather, including the warm and saturating glow of the sun, both spelled S-U-N and S-O-N.
Please join me in a call to prayer. God of might and mercy, in raising Jesus from the dead, you showed us your power to defeat all that brings fear and sorrow into our lives. In his resurrection, Jesus promised to be with us everywhere and always. Yet we sometimes doubt the promise of resurrection for our own lives. Upheaval and anxiety eat away at our peace. Help us to trust your unfailing goodness and love for us. We pray in the name of the risen Christ who offers us the gift of peace. Amen. Now let's go into a moment of silent prayer and take to God what's on your heart. And then I'll follow with a pastoral prayer. And then we'll say the Lord's Prayer together. Let's pray. Most gracious Father, Lord Jesus, we call upon Most Holy Spirit to carry our prayers to you today. For all of which we pray for, perhaps we crave your deep love and compassion for us the most. Settle our spirits that are torn with strife or tears of heartbreak or worried fearful, anxious, and sometimes insolent or inconsolable, at times maybe even bitter or angry, uncaring, ungrateful, unloving, unable to forgive. When we turn from you, feeling doubt, feeling of no value or no hope at all, Forgive us. Take this turmoil from our hearts, Lord, please. By your mercy, fill us with your gentle peace and tender love, all for the glory of God, the only true and pure love that we can depend on to receive and then to share with others. Thank you, Father, for sending us Jesus. And Jesus... Thank you for sending us Holy Spirit by your very breath. All who teach us to pray the Lord's Prayer that we say together now. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, 
thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Our scripture reading today is from Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 13 and 21. I'll be reading from the New Testament in modern English by J.B. Phillips. With eyes wide open to the mercies of God, I beg you, my friends, as an act of intelligent worship, to give him your bodies as a living sacrifice consecrated to him and acceptable by him. Don't let the world around you squeeze you into its own mold, but let God remold your minds from within so that you may prove in practice that the plan of God for you is good, meets all of his demands, and moves toward the goal of true maturity. As your spiritual teacher, I give this piece of advice to each one of you. Don't cherish exaggerated ideas of yourself or your importance, but try to have a sane estimate of your capabilities by the light of the faith that God has given to you all. For just as you have many members in one physical body, and those members differ in their functions, so we, though many in number, compose one body in Christ and are all members of one another. Through the grace of God, we have different gifts, If our gift is preaching, let us preach to the limit of our vision. If it is serving others, let us concentrate on our service. If it is teaching, let us give all we have to our teaching. And if our gift be the stimulating of the faith of others, let us set ourselves to it. Let the person who is called to give, give freely. Let the one who wields authority think of his responsibility. And let the one who feels sympathy for his fellows act cheerfully. Let us have no imitation Christian love. Let us have a genuine break with evil and a real devotion to good. Let us have real warm affection for one another as between brothers or sisters and a willingness to let the other person have the credit. Let us not allow slackness to spoil our work and let us keep the fires of the Spirit burning as we do our work for the Lord. Base your happiness on your hope in Christ. When trials come, endure them patiently. Steadfastly maintain the habit of prayer. Give freely to fellow Christians in want, never grudging a meal or a bed to those who need them. And as for those who try to make your life a misery, bless them. Don't allow yourself to be overpowered by evil. Take the offensive, overpower evil with good.
Thank you, Jerry. I appreciate the invitation. Way last year, how the day has come. We'll miss you. We wish you and Nancy well in retirement. It's great to retire. <laughs> For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him might not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son to the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. John 3, 16 and 17. Yes, I know you've all watched television, football games, and somebody has been sitting behind the goalposts at a football game, and they have a big sign, white, with black letters, John 3, 16. And I think even people who aren't Christian or aren't a part of the Christian faith understand that that's a great verse. But so is the one that follows John 3, 17. I quoted it for you. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Please bow with me in prayer. Help us, Lord, to be masters of ourselves that we may become the servants of others. Take your mind, take our hearts and Set them on fire with your grace and your love. Amen. God. It's a simple little word, G-O-D. If you were a Jewish person, you would say Jehovah. If you were a Muslim, you would say Allah. There are many Christians who speak Arabic, and when they pray to God, they pray to Allah. That's the word in Arabic. What do we mean when we say God? The Bible says that in the beginning, God created everything that is. In other words, there was nothing. There was no sun, there were no stars. There were no planets. There were no animals and trees and flowers and all of the rest. There was nothing. But God created ex nihilo. What in my pocket. Okay. So, I'm glad we got a pastor who knows how to do technology stuff. <laughs> God created everything that is, and he created ex nihilo out of nothing. There was nothing. Nothing. 
except God. God is forever. God was when there wasn't anything else. I don't know where God existed. I don't know if there was a heaven because it said he, he created the heavens and the earth. Wonderful. You and I believe in God. We worship God. That's why I come here on Sunday morning. I enjoy sitting in the pew and looking at the cross and having some prayer time. And God, I'm here for you to speak to me any message I need to hear. And I will take it with me. And I will try to follow your way better. Yeah, that's, that's what we do. Because God is, God is above and beyond and more than anything we can imagine. So, we believe in God. And God so loved the world. I know something about love. I wouldn't call myself a great lover. But I remember when on my second date, as I was going home from the girls' dormitory at college where she attended, I was in seminary, two years older. As I walked, I, I felt like my feet weren't even touching the ground because I was in love for the first time in my life. Wow, <laughs> it was great. And what did I want to do? I wanted to give her gifts because I loved her. I spent a lot of money on just one simple little ring that she wore until we had a wedding and then she got a second ring to go with the engagement ring. We were in love together for 60 years plus, but a little over four years ago she died. And I don't have her anymore. I think of her every day. I don't want her back. She's with the Lord. She's, she's got a better life than I have. She doesn't have to hobble around. <laughs> God so loved the world that he gave. He gave himself. Now, you know that the scripture says... He gave his only son. But now stop and think about it. You've heard about the Trinity. God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But we say, but that's not three gods. That's only three aspects of God. Three demonstrations of what God is able to do and does, does so well. If you read in the New Testament you find that Jesus is referring to the fact that when creation started in Genesis 1, he was there. He was a part of it. In the beginning, God created. Jesus was the second person of the Trinity. And he was a part of that creation. So God said, I will send the second person of the Trinity, that namely myself, to be with humans 
to live as though he were human because he will be totally human, but he will be totally divine. How does that happen? I don't know. I only tell you that that's what the scripture says and that's what I believe. I think many of you believe that too. Isn't it great that we know that there was someone who loved us enough and taught how to live and gave his life for us that we might have the joy of salvation. That we might live forever. Not to be have, have, have death end our living, but simply be the doorway we go through to the real living that is forever. God so loved the world that he gave himself that all who believed in him, in God, would have everlasting life, eternal life. Not ending, but going on forever life. And all of us here have friends, family members, three persons that we love, whose body died. There was a funeral, but that was only the body. That was not the person. We will live forever because of the promise of Jesus and the wonder of the miracle called Easter. God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. But God did not send his son to condemn the world, not to condemn the sin, not to condemn the low living, but that all would have the joy of divine fellowship. As an illustration of how Jesus taught about no condemnation, I ask you to remember what's in the eighth chapter of the Gospel of John. It says that Jesus was in the temple in Jerusalem, and a group of men came, some old men, some middle-aged men, some young bucks, and they all were gripping rocks, stones, because, they said, they caught this woman in the very act of adultery. Uh, incidentally, when I was a whole lot younger than I am now, I learned the meaning of the word adultery, and as I understood it, there were supposed to be Two people involved, a man and a woman. Where was the man? Well, Moses' law, found in what we call the Old Testament, only said that a woman who commits adultery should be stoned to death. He didn't say anything about the man she was doing it with. Now, that's going to be another sermon at another time. He said to the woman, 
Has anyone condemned you? Where was anyone to do the condemning? It was that woman and Jesus and a pile of rocks. They had all gone. They all knew that they were sinners. Just like all of us. I am a sinner. Jerry is a sinner. Jeff is a sinner. The women are sinners. The men are sinners. But we've heard the good news. God forgives sin. And he says, I read it again this morning in my Bible. It says, as far as the east is from the west, that's how far he has removed our transgressions from us. There is no ending to east or west. It's gone forever. We have been forgiven. That's why we celebrate Easter so beautifully. It tells us how much God loved us all. And he wants us to have a life that has no ending. A life with him. A life that is wonderful. A life that is better than anything we can have here. Isn't that great? Don't you think we ought to be happy and joyous and smiles on our faces? No grumpiness allowed. Uh, Somebody ought to make a a big poster of that and put it out there when people come. And and not let anybody to come in if they are a sourpuss. Yeah, amen. Good for you. Okay. You're getting my message, aren't you? We have a reason to smile. We have a reason to be confident of the future. I have to admit I'm an old man. I'm 88. I can remember when I was eight. I can't remember much, but I can remember some. (laughs) But I remember Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak. But he is strong. I've been talking for several minutes, really, about the title of my sermon, which is one word, love. It's not my love, it's God's love. And God's love is for every one of you. God so loved the world, humanity, Vladimir Putin, Everybody is loved by God. Be a fool and turn your back on it. Or be humble and say, thank you, God. I love you for loving me. If you can't remember what I've said, I want you to remember what the choir is now going to sing for you. 
It's a song that I asked them to sing. Jeff is going to come and direct them. And I want you to listen to every word in the song. Jeff?
the servant has ended. We're not going to sing the last hymn. Don't need to. I'm going to pronounce a benediction. The choir is going to sing a benediction. And then I'm going to give you some choices. This is the aisle you take when you want to leave and go out. And if you've got to get to the restaurant before the Presbyterians and Baptists, you've got to go fast. <laughs> if anything that you've heard, anything you have felt because of this worship service, if you feel that you want to pray and spend time with God, I invite you to just cross the narthex and go in the chapel. I've asked them to turn the lights on in there. And you can go in and you can stay as long as you need to. If you want to come and greet me, you're going to have to come by the side aisles and across. And I'll be here. And I've decided I'm just going to sit here. And you're going to have to look down at me. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, and then you can go out the center aisle. Choir members, why don't you go downstairs, take your robes off, and then come back up and stand in line for 20 minutes, and, uh, and I'll, I'll be glad to greet you. Uh, all of you, God bless you for being here, and I hope that you remember that the most, the most important word associated with God is the word love. And it's love that produces grace. And it's grace that causes us to be forgiven of our sins, and we get what we need, not what we deserve. So, may God the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit bless and preserve you as you go this day, and may you always be in the palm of his hand. Amen. <laughs>